Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Come through, queen. I want to see you come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this has come through, Queen. I didn't really want her to come. Hey, Brendan. Hey, Dan. So what's going on? So I think we should start, and we usually don't delve into, like, current events that are non-Bravo. Yeah. But I think it's important for, since we have a platform in a way, yeah. um, and we have privilege as two white people, Mm -hmm. Um, acknowledging what happened in Minnesota with George Floyd, who was a black man who was, I guess, suffocated to death by a police officer um, in Minneapolis. Um, Harkens back to the Eric Garner case back in New York City. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should acknowledge that and um, I guess show our solidarity with those out protesting right now. Definitely. Um, I There's been this thing going around Twitter of people matching donations to Minnesota Freedom Fund. Yeah. And I participated today by um, Minnesota Freedom Fund, Freedom Fund, for those who don't know, is an organization that um, bails out people um, in Minnesota. And mm-hmm. they're helping out with the protesters and everyone who's being arrested right now. So... I donated $50. If you can donate anything, certainly suggest that you do. Um, and that's that, I think. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's it's been a lot going on. It's kind of been a ramp up to this. There's yeah. been a bunch of other crazy incidences going on as well. But like, I mean, this story has been truly insane. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's just another, it, it keeps on happening and happening. Yeah. And I think like, as white people, we need to do something um, For and sure. take like the emotional burden off of black people at this time who have to live through this on and on and on again. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, on a somewhat related note, uh, Jezebel published an article today uh, that I thought was interesting, which was the gilded racism of Southern charm, Bravo's plantation fantasy. And we touched down on some of what was covered in this article with the Catherine news that came up a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think the article did a good job of like kind of from the start of this franchise to where we're at now discussing like really like how problematic it's been all along and mm-hmm. the current state it's in with essentially like all the the women kind of fleeing the show with the exception of Catherine, right. the men who have been kind of like at the center of a lot of the controversy for most of the run. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just an interesting read. Obviously, like I'm not going to read the whole article uh, here on the podcast, but I encourage everyone to go take a read since it's related to our Bravo world. Yeah, and I think it's just like, I think that like in that region, and I'm from that region-ish, um, plantations and like other places that were basically created by slaves and like were where slaves worked during that time and were enslaved, like those are glorified by people now. Like people, the fact that people have weddings at plantations is so crazy to me. I know the fact that it's anything other than a historical museum yeah. that covers slavery is like crazy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like finger pointing at that uh, region as far as like, that's the only place where racism exists. Obviously yeah. it doesn't. I mean, we were just talking about Minnesota. We were, we had a situation in central park here. So <laughs> I know, <laughs> but it's, it's just like when it comes to the depiction on television, it's like weird that like certain things are kind of modified mm-hmm. in a strange way. So mm-hmm. yeah, just thought we should point people in that direction. Yeah. So why don't we talk about, the season two premiere of Selling Sunset on Netflix. So good. So I'm trying to even remember when did the first season come out? Like was it this time ago. last year? At least I want to yeah. say. Uh, yeah, for some reason I want, I want to say it was like colder out when it came out. Yeah. And also like I remember the first season was filmed well before it premiered. Mm-hmm. Like there was a big lag time. That is like, I learned from that interview with that um, Vanderpump Rules editor who got yeah. fired. I learned that that's like pretty common. Sure. So it, the first season premiered in March of last year. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's bigger and better. The episodes are longer. Yeah. It also doesn't, the first season like really focused on Chriselle. Um, I think because they were like almost banking on the fact that her husband was famous, even though he never appeared. 
Yeah. So she was like kind of the protagonist coming into the show and coming into this group for the first time. But this season really covers all of the women a little more equally, which mm-hmm. was great. Yeah, we have Heather, who is newly boyfriend and girlfriend with Tarek <clears throat> from uh, like that HGTV cinematic universe. Yeah. And you know, like everyone on this show looks like someone else. So Heather, I always associate with, um, is her name Jamie Priestley? That like actress? I don't uh, know. I mean, that is a name of actress, but she actually also looks like Tarek's ex-wife. Yeah, who I have I have no idea who that is. I've like heard the story. Yeah. Were they the couple who they had an HGTV show, mm-hmm. they like had a messy divorce, but they kept on working together? Yes. On yes. the show. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. They're kind of like the step down from Chip and Joanna. Yeah. That was covered like at length on Who Weekly. Uh-huh. Okay, so we got them. We got Amanza who was added to the cast this season. Mm-hmm. Which is a great addition. She looks, she has Countess Luann vibes in the face a little bit. Uh, okay, I don't really see that. It was a whole conversation that happened on our text thread. Well, it's impossible to keep up with that with all the, the voice <laughs> memos day in and day out. Oh my God, I love voice memos. Uh, yeah, especially like during the work day, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta say like people don't love Maya, but I love Maya. Yeah, she's okay. She doesn't really interest me that much. I think she just brings a little something different to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Christine Quinn is the one true queen of the franchise. Like the breakout. Yeah. And she and we like were... hams it up for like gay people especially. Yeah. I mean, she like kind of stylizes herself like a little bit like a cock destroyer. Yeah, it's like cock destroyer meets Erica Jane. Yeah, yeah. That's like the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she, like, she's newly were, married. Oh yeah. Or which we're newly gonna, engaged. Sorry. Which we're going to see in season three. Mm-hmm. Um, and she strangely doesn't have a huge following on Twitter. And you were explaining this to me before. Well, I just think like these kind of reality stars, just like Twitter's not their game. It's like they are Instagram and Instagram is them. Yeah. I mean, she but, is the embodiment of Instagram. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like creating, creeping up on like the number of followers she has. Like it's not far from my number, which is dark. And she yeah. also searches selling sunset on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, and also she is your peer more or less. That's true. Like she is 32. Yeah. Um, I just like, I can't get enough of the show. It's made by the guy who made the Hills. Mm-hmm. So you're getting that level of quality. It's like it's like if you like The Hills, if you like Housewives, if you like Vanderpump, you're gonna love this. And and there's like a little bit of it does million dollar listings so much better than million dollar listing does. Yeah, I never cared about million dollar listing because million dollar listing feels to me a little episodic. Mm-hmm. Whereas this has like a plot throughout the course of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you guys have to run and not walk. Um, but let's run and not walk over to Atlanta where we're finally wrapping up the season. It's been 84 years. It has been 84 years. Uh, I... Nini couldn't be bothered to join us 
this week. <laughs> I know. So we just get like the little sheet of paper that's on her laptop. Yeah. We and, and the strange part was, and we discussed this last week, how she left during a conversation that had nothing to do with her. Well, we find out why, or yeah. we find out the theories why in this week's episode. That that to me was probably some of the more interesting parts of this episode. Mm-hmm. Was that apparently Yovana was posting on Instagram about how she's ready to like show up. Yeah, and it wasn't even like it, the caption. Unless I'm wrong, didn't even seem to be directly at Nini, but I guess Nini just knew. I people probably were like tagging Nini. Yeah, my favorite was. Detective Eva finding that and informing Andy in the moment that this was happening. Yeah, yeah. Also, Yovana just like in her kitchen where the other women are like in displays that are obviously like some sort of coordinated. Yovana's yeah. like in her like brown kitchen. <laughs> well, like she was matching the Andy display more than the other women actually. That's true. But um, it was watching Eva change her tone on Yovana now that her husband is representing her. Oh my god, I love it. Yeah. Like, she's getting she's getting the money from Yovana, so she's got to like her. Like what what could <laughs> what could he be charging her for this representation is what I'm interested in. I don't know. Should we try calling his office and see what he charges for for uh internet slander represent, <laughs> representation. But before we get into like more Havana stuff, uh Cynthia defending Kenya to the death is just so embarrassing. I just don't get it. But also, like, Portia defending Nini is also, like... I know, that's really bad, too. I, like, that makes even less sense to me. I know, because, like, Portia is the star here. Nini is, like, over the hill, we're done with her. Like, Cynthia and Kenya need each other more than Portia needs anyone like Portia could be by herself mm-hmm. and she would stay on the show yeah because the camera loves her that much or stay or be with tanya yeah the new freaking frack we um, are the only two people on earth who like tanya i know why <laughs> i really don't know why <laughs> but and like i feel like i'm living in an alternate universe like no one can really articulate what's so terrible about her it's because she's, like, too earnest, I but guess. Good, like, good. That's a good a good thing to be. I think people, like, see her being earnest and, like, think she's being thirsty. I don't... I think that's just her. Yeah, it's her personality. Yeah. Um, they talked about Nini and Kenya's never-ending feud a little bit without Nini being there. Mm-hmm. And it just, like shows like how are we even going to recover right like i don't i don't want another season of this Uh, people are calling for like a season five new york style revamp of atlanta yeah and by people i mean i saw one comment well that's a person (laughs) (laughs) okay when hovana does show up apparently and I believe this. I, I'm team believe Yovana. In Same. terms of Nini told Yovana, 
record all your conversations with these girls. Mm-hmm. But, and she was happy to play the pawn. But but for what is what I don't understand. Well, I mean, rumors are, and by rumors, I mean, Yovana clearly talked to TMZ and said she was offered a contract as a, quote, official cast member on, Ro- on ROA. For next season. For next season. But I still don't get, what's the point of, what? why does Nini want Yovana to do this? Because Nini's still mad from last year and everything that went down with Cynthia and Candy. So, but like, to me, it's like, okay, either Yovana's hanging out with these women and they're filming the scene. And if the women say something nasty about Ken, uh, Nini, they're going to show it. I don't know. I feel like these women have like phone relationships. They have relationships where they're getting together off camera too and stuff yeah. like that. Okay. And then, and then if they are saying something bad about Nini off camera, still who cares, you know? Well, it's like Cynthia and Nini were such good friends just a couple years ago. So there's like weight to that. Mm-hmm. And like even this season, they like tried to make up a couple times. Nini sent the like bagels or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's like, there's stakes there. Yeah. I mean, the thing that was annoying was how when it came down to the question, I was like, who believes? Yovana and who doesn't. It was so split along the alliance lines, with the exception of Candy, who was the only one who was like, I don't even know what the hell to believe. She kept on doing that one hand mo- movement where you're like, yeah. uh, either or, either or. Yeah. But that was, so pretty much, you- that was pretty much Atlanta, unless there's anything else from it that you cared about. Well, I think there was a really interesting part when um, Portia got Nini on the phone and like she may or may not have been on speakerphone but like nobody could hear her mm-hmm. and then like Kenya's yelling about like she should be on camera she can't call into the reunion after she already left I thought that was like a uniquely only only this era will ever have that exact scenario yeah there was one cinematic moment where all the women are like screaming at each other and Kenya's just like sitting there like smirking. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Uh, but I think that's it for Atlanta. While we were talking about Atlanta, I was reminded by something that we saw on Instagram today that rumor has it Dallas filming is going to pick back up in June. Oh my God. With the cast that we pretty much knew about, uh, like everyone returning other than Leanne and then mm-hmm. adding two new women, one mm-hmm. of them being a, a Dr. Tiffany Moon. Yes, Tiffany Moon, who I've, I've perused her Instagram back in the day when she was first rumored. I'm happy to see that she's joining. Yeah, especially like she as a, um, like our first Asian housewife since um, Jules. Mm-hmm. I'm happy to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting timing given Brandy's comments that happened however long ago that was. I know, another lifetime ago. <laughs> <laughs> it was like probably in like February, but it feels like ever. Okay, let's get to a very interesting secrets reveal of Vanderpump Rules. 
Yeah, so we're like really relying on Zoom these days in everything we do. I know, and this like their use of it was fine. Mm-hmm. I wish they had used this for Summer House. Mm-hmm. Same. Where was actually the Summer friends? House? The Summer House one was like just like a episode long retelling of the season with like footage that was slightly different. Well, and with the start of it being the green screen footage and then the end being like self shot quarantine footage. Right, right, right. Uh, but I, like, I, I found a few things about this interesting. Since this is our first like episode produced like after originally shooting, mm-hmm. there was a much heavier focus on Charlie. I know. Like, the fact that Charlie was allowed to speak to LVP one-on-one. I know. It feels like people online have said they like Charlie, so they decided to give us Charlie. Yeah. But did I don't think they gave us Danica, though. Did they? No. She was only in, like, a a flashback scene. Not a flashback scene, but, like, a secret that was revealed. Yeah. Okay, that, that scene with Katie and Schwartz having their first dinner after getting like married in Vegas back home. Mm-hmm. Schwartz cooking it. And Katie saying like, oh, you know, this is not my favorite fish, you know. What like, do you think her favorite fish is? Well, my thought process wasn't that. It's like, how do you not know she does not like this? Because he's a ding dong. Yeah. And then he orders the spicy... They eat two dinners so they can't do SE. I know. (laughs) I mean, but, like, sometimes laying in your bed and being on your phone is, like, the best, (laughs) most fun thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? It is a fun thing, yeah. (laughs) I mean, like, and now that TikTok's in the picture, hello. Wow. Um, Last night I got one of those, um, another one of those... TikTok ads where it tells you you've been on TikTok too long and you should probably get some rest. Are you kidding me? I get them all the time. Who like is it a is it just it's like an ad? It's an ad from TikTok and it's like, you know, it's a person speaking and they're like, Hey, you've been on this long time and like I know how it is, I can be like that too, but you should go get some water and go get some rest. Brendan, that is so scary. Like <laughs> How much time goes by for that to kick in? I don't know. <laughs> Brennan, that is really bad. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it happens to everyone. I've never heard of this before, unless people are just shy to talk about it. People are shy to talk about it. Well, I'm, I'm proud of you for being brave. I know. And I like TikTok. Um, I did like Sheena and Stassi catching up. Also, let's, you can't shame me for this because how many hours in a row do you play fucking Animal Crossing or any video game? Well, that's, I'm transported to a virtual reality. So am I with TikTok. A virtual <laughs> reality with good-ass content. Okay. Don't roll your eyes at me either. I can still see you through Zoom. Oh, no, I'm hiding behind the, the microphone. <laughs> okay. I'm surprised we didn't get this plot point of like Brittany going to the doctor and the doctor telling her, like, you can't drink or you're going to puke all the time. And Brittany's like, well, 
I guess that's just the life I'm going to live. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wait, no, we did get this. It was on the show a little bit before we went to Vegas. It wasn't like something that was harped on, but we definitely like touched on it. Yeah, we touched on it, but I feel like this, the, the, like they gave us more Britney puking conversation here. Well, I think what happened was they started the season thinking that everyone loved Britney, oh. watched the season. They're like, yeah. oh, let's get that clip out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the char- the the Charlie Charlie had the scene with LVP like I mentioned, and then she had one with Sheena, mm-hmm. which I think this is like our, our Sheena. She got two scenes, one with Stassi and one with Charlie, mm-hmm. and like they weren't really showing Sheena in too harsh of a light this episode. Well, yeah, they got to make up. Justice has been served. <laughs> I mean, but, like, Stassi was definitely still the hero in this, right? Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, we got the reunion next week. I'm, ex- I'm excited to see how they pulled this off. Yeah. This is going to be, a, like, the Avengers. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, like, we got a little preview of what this could look like with the Drag Race one. With yeah. just, like, the amount of people that it is. Sure. Um, and seeing them all on screen at the same time. But, yeah. I mean, Drag Race reunions are run differently than Vanderpump Rules reunions are, so... Yeah, Drag Race reunions are very, like, Rue focusing on a queen, that queen having their moment, and, like, people can chime in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really a Vanderpump Rules reunion. And the Drag Race reunion was, like, scripted for, like, half of it. Yeah. I wonder if... Andy will wear a full latex face mask. <laughs> I still haven't gotten my head wrapped around that. I mean, that was truly a horror show. <laughs> if you don't watch Drag Race and want to see something psychotic, um, go Google what Rue wore during the um, Drag Race reunion this year, the Zoom reunion. It's like, first he was wearing like an American Apparel Justin Bieber hoodie. Yeah. Like in color. And then like this bright blue mask. I've never seen a mask like this is the thing. It just like was a, like a face decal. Yeah. Don't, don't do this like during Brennan's pre bedtime TikTok session or you'll have nightmares. Like you want to do it early enough in the day that it could like leave your brain. Sometimes I do have nightmares about TikToks. <laughs> like there was this one recently where this guy was telling this story about how he used to sleep over his friend's house. And every time he slept over, they would have an encounter with this um, man who <laughs> was eating a hot dog. It scared me. It was scarier when he told it. Yeah. I'm like shaking in my, in my <laughs> boots right now. Okay. Let's get to a highlight. Beverly Hills. What a thrill. Although I got to say this episode was probably my least favorite of the season thus far. It was still interesting, though I will say it feels like Beverly Hills is like creeping back into territory that, or behaviors that these women tend to go back to. Yeah, which is talking about the same thing for 10 episodes. It's that and like teaming up against one person the entire time. Yeah. The, we had a very short meetup between Kyle and Dorit at the beginning of the episode. Mm-hmm. But what really stood out to me was Kyle saying, I want this to be a friendship that will last a lifetime. Oh my God. <laughs> like Kyle hates Dorit. Why is she lying like this? 
I don't know. Maybe she just wants like unlimited Buca de Beppo mm. whenever yeah. she pleases. Yeah. Uh, we know that Carcel is busy. She's bobbing it's, around. I respect the hustle. I love that she has a billion jobs. She's going to be in Coming to, Mer- Coming to America too, which is going to be a fucking huge deal. Yeah. But like, I just wish she was around more with like the whole group. I know. I would have really loved to see how she dealt with what transpires later in the episode. Same. Um, okay. Speaking of busy, Denise is busy shooting Bold and the Beautiful the day that all the ladies are going to Santa Barbara. Do Does the Bold and the Beautiful still air like on a regular station? I think so. Because I, I know CBS. like... Yeah, remember back in the day when ABC got rid of their soaps and, like, started, like, The Chew and, mm-hmm. like, other talk shows? Yeah. I thought everyone did that, but I guess no, not. No, there's, there's a few, like, hanging on. I mm-hmm. think there's also, um, oh, my God, the one that takes place in Salem. Um, Young and the Restless. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? I think so. I, like, wish that soaps were a part of my childhood more. The only one that I, the only one I ever really watched was Passions, but it also scared the shit out of me because that, the doll that came to life looked like Chucky. Yeah, that was a little scary. No, my mom was um, an all my children General Hospital person. I feel like those are like the classic. Those are like the like main ones. Well, those were the ABC ones. Yeah, well, ABC. I mean, I love the View, so of course I'm gonna love whatever other daytime content they put out. Sure. Uh, did you notice Denise Richards was, was acting against Sari from 30 Rock? I have to be honest with you. I never was a huge 30 Rock person. That's like wild. Well, when did it start airing? Oh yeah, this is probably your college years. Yeah, college, I didn't watch TV. Famously, yeah. weirdly, because like once I got out of college, it was my life was all TV. I think Thirty Rock is something for you to like tackle during core. Maybe I mean I know it extended to at least like 2012, 2013, maybe longer. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, maybe maybe I'll start Thirty Rock. Is it streaming? Oh yeah, it's on Hulu. Oh, one of my favorites. Yeah. I just started over the weekend. I hit play on. Season one, episode one of Jersey Shore. Oh, yeah. And started, like, just the beginning of the first season. And, like, to watch that show and, like, know how far they've come. And to see that first episode where Snooki was, like, first, like, the party girl, then the villain. And then, like, by the second episode, just embraced by the whole house and they love her. It's such a great, a great kickoff. What an arc. Alex and I did a full scholarship a few years ago. Nice. Um, we like we want to do Mob Wives, but it's like very difficult to, to, to get. You need a VH1 app. <clears throat> and then like, I don't have a VH1 app on my TV. I, I don't You can know. download that, right? Yeah, it, it's just like, I got, I got to like download on our Apple TV, which is in our bedroom. It's a good thing. Oh, you don't want to bring the Mob Wives to bed. No. That's like watching a scary TikTok before bed. Yeah. Um, the good thing about Mob Wives, if people listening don't know, is that the reunions are like hosted by like 
like crazy people who we care about a lot. So like yeah. Joy Behar hosted one, Wendy Williams hosted one. Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard hosted one. Vivica A. Fox and Dr. Drew. Oh, we don't care about Dr. Drew. Yeah, but just like the range of characters there. I know. Mob Wives has the range. It has the range. Okay, so the women are together in their little car going to Santa Barbara. We're going to Santa Barbara because Kyle's dad took her there as a child. Yeah, and it's like, it's her, like, I finished shooting Halloween trip, right? Oh, yeah, I forgot we're, like, celebrating Kyle filming three scenes of Halloween. Like, it's, like, she, like, got her master's degree. Was it only three scenes? Do we know that? No, in my brain it is. They really should have brought Jamie Lee on for this trip. (laughs) I mean, it's not out of the ordinary. Jamie Lee did appear on an earlier season of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. Yeah, but that's uh, like a walk-on moment. That's not a... I know. There's a big difference between a trip and a... The opening of Kyle by Aileen, too. Yeah. She came to, which is wild to think about. We should put that in our Instagram stories before someone listening to this does and gets credit. Hmm. But what? <laughs> I don't know. Like, revisit the fact... Revisit when Jamie Lee Curtis went to the opening of Kyle by Aileen, too. That's like some, like... Is that really going to set the internet ablaze? No, but it'll be like, it'll get us like 20 likes or something, Hmm. which is worth it. Wow. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We get to the house. That woman's hugging everybody. Um, Everyone gets there. Except for Sutton. Except for Sutton. I feel Sutton. I identify as not a hugger also. I I know. What's wrong with you? Although I guess in like this post-COVID world we're going to live in, we can't be huggers. I'm a smart old one. I know you weren't. Maybe you were onto something. Yeah. So I'm glad to see we're in a house. Right. Because we always hate when these ladies go and they're like down the block from each other. But I will say with Beverly Hills, you're not ever going to get the antics in modern Beverly Hills. You're never going to get the antics you want. I mean, they're going to bed at 10 p.m. I know. I mean, Beverly Hills season two or three three i think when they went to ojai yeah and like they're all like drunk in bed and rolling around and it's that famous gif of taylor armstrong like laughing yeah and her face is all veiny and then she like takes a sip of the drink yeah that was the last time we got anything like we get in other cities they actually showed like a clip package this week of past antics Mm -hmm. i don't know if they're trying to get our hopes up or what but uh we're going to bed at 10 in this episode, so. <laughs> okay, so Denise is going to meet them at the wharf or whatever. And Kyle decides to leave her a note, which I thought was interesting. I was like, we have cell phones? I know. Also, like the note, the note makes it seem like, okay, she's got to find out that you guys are there. Once she like walks into the house and looks around. And no one's there. It's like, oh, where mm-hmm. is everyone? Rather than driving straight to the wharf. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It makes no sense. I mean, even in like, even in the scheme of like, this is a show where you have to suspend some sort of disbelief for like how these things happen. Yeah. It's like, it's 2020, honey. Yeah. Like we have cell phones. Send her a voice note. So we get to the wharf. The ladies are doing 
wine tasting except for Teddy Joe. It's like, why? Why are you doing this? Like, why would you, why, like, would you plan a thing with a pregnant woman, especially your pregnant best friend, where you're doing a wine tasting? Like, it's time to, like, go out to eat, like, go hang out at a bar or whatever and, like, not have a drinking activity around it. Yeah. And, like, there be, like, a pregnant person there, but, like, for the activity to be wine tasting. I'll tell you why they did this. Why? Because these women are, like, trying to produce this show, and they know the wine tasting and, uh, France got so much attention. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to recreate that magic. That's a good point. But no one really, they, they like talk about getting like lit, but they don't actually really get lit. Mm-hmm. Um, late breaking news, and I hate to do it in the middle of Beverly Hills, but the Honey Post is live. So just so our listeners know, Honey Mustard Girl condiment to the show is engaged. Well, congrats to Honey Mustard. Love does win. Love is love. Love is love. Wow. Okay. So the women are talking about Denise, how she, how Denise is so offended, how they were all talking at her pizza party. Erica was being wild, being like, they had a hooker at Thanksgiving. They already know what a threesome is if they haven't already had one. It's the worst part about it was that second part. They're talking about a literal 14 year old. Yeah. And like, let's not forget that Erica was the one who fucking broke down in tears when somebody mentioned her son who was an adult when he was mentioned. Yeah. (laughs) So like the hypocrisy jumped out. Yeah. Thankfully, when Denise shows up, she's got her reposado in hand. <laughs> so, like, she then was drinking this at the table. I, I really couldn't wrap my head around Denise arriving. It's like, she shows up, and then the ladies were, were like, okay, let's go. Yeah. Well, no, first they, like, FaceTime Garcelle, and then we're like, let's go. Yeah. They, like, FaceTime Garcelle, then those two little boys jumped into their group and off of the deck. Okay. I must have looked down for a second when those boys jumped. And I look up and I see people jumping. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? I thought one of the women jumped off. <laughs> um, it just was another good, another good visual of, like, Sutton being so concerned and scared, which, like, has basically been her baseline this entire time, except when she's being very rude. Yeah. Which I love. Yeah. Um, they were talking about like how Denise was a sloppy jalopy last season. And we got another LVP flashback of that like time Denise was drunk with <clears throat> LVP and Kyle. They're putting as many of these LVP flashbacks into the scene that her reaction to that wasn't needed to like make the scene work. And yeah. they're putting it as much as they can. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you. When we get back to the house, it's like the sun's going down. Everyone's settling in. Kyle's outside looking at the view, like taking pictures, screaming, like, get out here. You can't miss this. It's a ma- it's magical. What's like your take on, not the, the show, the view, but like views? 
I like views. I like, <laughs> I don't really care that much. Um, I mean, it's I, like in New York, it's a little different. I don't know. But I guess like you've traveled. No, but like, I, like, you know how people care about like a view, like a home's view. Okay. Yeah. And people care it, a lot about that. What? People care a lot about that. As we saw in Selling that. Sunset. Yeah. Um, I, it's like somewhat related to like watching fireworks for me. It's like, I, I, think I got it's peaceful. I got it. Like, I feel like I get the point within seconds. Like I don't need to. Um, well, I think like, okay. So the way Kyle acted was like, Oh, get out here. Like, let's take pictures. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. That like defeats the purpose mm. of what like a view should be. Mm-hmm. I think a view is like there to like, chill relax maybe like sit in a chair have like a glass of wine while you're watching like the sunset or whatever and the same for like a firework i think like it's like a nice little moment to just like sit and be quiet fireworks i'm like jan i'm like not this i can't wait to like go inside it's so boring to me like if you've seen fireworks once in your life You've seen them all, right? But I mean, like, fireworks are, like, also, like, a community thing. And it's, like, we're all coming together for, like, a holiday. And it's, like, Ugh. nice. And, like, I don't know. I, You're a little too cynical for me on this one. Mm. I, maybe because you're, like, a July baby. That you're, like, got... No. You have, like, an attachment to fireworks. Maybe. Or maybe it was the Katy Perry song. Yeah. She changed I have there. always felt like a plastic bag. Yeah. Speaking of plastic bag, Erica wearing a trash bag. (laughs) Who does she think she is? Giving us Missy Elliott couture. Giving us Alaska Thunderfuck 5000. Yes. Okay. Uh, They're out at dinner. They're surrounded by pumpkin spice candles. (laughs) These white women. (sighs) And then Renna. I gotta say though, like Rena poising it, like bringing this all up in this way, in terms of talking about Denise's career, like what's mm-hmm. it like to shoot a three-way? Right. That was it's, like pretty masterful. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it it just seems like a less messy version of what Ramona tried to do to Bethany with the topless on a waterbed comment. No, but the difference is like if if the shit with the kids wasn't involved, like, I would like to hear Denise talk about her career. That's true. You know? Like, why, yeah. have you ever seen Wild Things or no? Um, a long time ago. Yeah. I mean, it is an iconic movie. And Starship Troopers is joining Netflix this upcoming week. Mm-hmm. Which is like, she mentions in this episode was her big break. Um... I love, like, I, like, hearing Denise talk about her career, I loved. She's Denise fucking Richards. But them trying to use it against her, did not love. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> to quote Kelly Ben Simone, the systematic bullying that is happening at it this just, table. Like, to me, if I was in Denise's shoes, I'd be like, what are any of you even talking about? Like, you all sound insane. They really, they really, really did this episode. Like, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't even just 
justify what they were saying with like arguing it. Mm-hmm. But they all like the weird thing about it is that they all think it's like Kyle, Rinna, and Erica all think they are making the best fucking point in the world. When Erica goes into her like little catatonic states when she's trying to like show she's being stern. Mm-hmm. That that annoys me. <laughs> um I mean there was not really much to it other than just being like everyone against Denise. I know. And then again the next morning. Yeah. It's but like, I this mean, is I, where I, I want to see some antics after they bully Denise. Go, like, have a fucking drink and make me like you. Well, I mean, that almost happened. We, we, the ladies made Sutton scurry off into her, like, side, side house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess she's not in the main house. At least they didn't put her in the room with the twin beds. Yeah. Which is what I was expecting. But um, Kyle wanted to stay up. But she mm-hmm. wanted to stay up with a pregnant person that she can't have antics with. It's like, yeah, what are you going to do? Like, talk? Have Call your therapist together? <laughs> do your breathing exercises? <laughs> okay, so the next morning, Rena tries to make coffee. I, I have this problem, too, all the time. I mean, once you, like, once you get into the groove of making it, like, you just got to, like, know by looking at it, like, what how it works, you know? I know, but then I'm like, oh, I want a little more this morning, and so just, like, I'm like, oh, I did too much. It's just bad. So you haven't, like, for your own coffee maker at home, you haven't figured it out? No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Making coffee is hard. Brandon, I'm sure there's a TikTok that'll explain how to do it. It's okay. I just drink really strong coffee. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Teddy, still going for a little morning run. Good for her? Yeah. She shouldn't be afraid to. I saw Sex in the City as a movie. Yeah. I did love us getting back to Erica versus Kyle, despite the fact that they were in alliance the previous night. Oh, same. When, I, when Erica was like, but I don't have any friends, remember? That's what you told me. <laughs> I See, the thing is, like, hated a lot of Erica this episode, but love that moment still. Yeah, yeah I did love that moment. Uh, and then it was pretty much, it was Teddy versus Dorit for a while, mm-hmm. which I kind of forgot Teddy was there. Yeah, and I also, like, forget that Teddy could be versus Dorit. Because, like, earlier in the episode, we saw there was a really good moment when they get in those little buggies. Yeah. And Dorit, like, goes, like, oh, I can't believe I'm with the pregnant one. And it flashes to Sutton with, like, a very scared face again. Yeah, yeah, And then, like, Teddy laughs about it. So I thought they could be, like, I thought they were in a good place. But then I remembered the dinner. Yeah. And then we kind of end with the bomb with Rena. And now this is, was wild when Rena was like, Do you talk about the hookers with your kids? It's like. I mean, Denise's <sighs> reaction in the confessional, like, This is my friend of 20 years. <laughs> I know. Also, it's 2020, we're calling them sex workers now. Yeah. Rena, Rena? didn't get that memo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we're we're going to still be in Santa Barbara next week, right? Mm-hmm. How far away is Santa Barbara from L.A.? I mean, you know me. California, I could barely even draw it on a map. Like, I think it's like two hours. Like, all those 
all the major cities of California, like listing them in order from like top to bottom, couldn't do it. Well, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with Roni and the Freak of the Week and the One Tree Queen, maybe. And we're back to discuss the New York Housewives. Pray for Bluestone Manor, please. Oh my God. I don't see why it took four months to dry out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really get that either. Like, that seems there, like a long time. There's got to be a way to expedite this. I mean, is that just like how, like, you can't get proper tools in the Berkshires? Because it's like... <laughs> yeah, they got to ship it in. <laughs> it's like it's like kind of the country. It's not rural, rural, but it's like kind of the country, right? Uh, you could get... You can get proper tools there, Brendan. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Well, well, I guess Ramona Singer was able to get that air conditioner yeah. um, shipped there that one time. Uh, I thought Sonia stopped taking on interns. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> but we have uh, Matthew. I bet you she's still taking on interns to this day. Yeah. Like, like she-, she probably has an intern wherever she's quarantining in like, like in the desert somewhere. Palm, Palm Springs. I find it hard to believe she's still out there. I don't know. Also, like, I have no idea. Well, how would she get back? I guess a plane. Okay. But, like, she literally on her Instagram story says busting out. Maybe she's fleeing. Busting out of Palm Springs? Yeah, maybe. But she does seem to be, like, in, in the midst of a palm tree. So she's definitely not back here on this coast yet. Mm-hmm. Also, like, Palm Springs, to me, is always so confusing because it's, like, such a destination for L.A. people. It sounds it's, like just, like, a fantasy gay land. Like, it doesn't really exist. Yeah, but, like, usually those kind of places are associated with, like, a beach. And yeah. Palm Springs is the desert. I know. I think they just like their pools out there. Pool culture. Pool culture. But, like, Long Island has pools. Well, I don't think someone from Los Angeles is going to drive to Long Island. I mean, they should. Yeah. Um, let's discuss little baby Tinsley bringing her pillow. That was, well, as someone with allergies, did that offend you? Or did it sound like, was I Sonia to your Tinsley? Well, that's, I mean... Um, those types of allergies are different from my cheese allergy, Brendan. <laughs> right. Like, she's not going to go into anaphylactic shock. <laughs> totally. But still. Um, no, to be honest, though, we got these pillows that, uh, after we moved into the house that I am obsessed with and would consider bringing with me wherever I go to sleep. Can you drop the link? Oh, my God. Not sponsored, though. Um it's it's like a bamboo pillow that we got from Bed Bath & Beyond, very reasonably priced. Okay, but what's reasonably priced? Brendan, it's like one of the cheaper pillows that were available when we went to go look. Okay. Can we get a price point? Like maybe 40 bucks. Per pillow? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I mean, I think a lot of people can't afford that, is the thing. Can. can can't. For a pillow? Yeah, I think a lot of people can't. You're literally sleeping on it every night. I know, but like, think about it. Think it through. 
Wow. Forty dollars. Okay. Forty dollars a pillow sounds steep to me, but I'm I could be a ding dong bing bong, or not living that bougie life. Huh. Okay. I'll think about that. Mm. Um, but what's glorious about this pillow is it like comes stuffed with filling, bamboo filling, and you like take out and as much until you reach your desired um, comfort. Right. Yeah. And that then, is like, bougie life. And it like shapes your head. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like life changing. I, I mean, I had like neck pains for so long until this beautiful pillow came along in my life. Nice. Um, so yeah. So for that, I will let Tinsley bring her pillow. I will let Tinsley bring her pillow just because she's allergies. I'm fine with it. Also like people bring, I feel like people bring their pillows on road trips all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, just in the like, in the bus, like you want to have something to lean up against. Oh, but that's like you're leaning up against the dirty bus. <laughs> yeah, who cares? I was surprised that none of them were like, this wasn't like a drinking bus, knowing the Roni housewives. No, I'm glad it was not. Oh, of course. Yeah, same. I got nervous the moment that Dorinda arrived earlier than everyone and had a cocktail. I was like, oh shit, are we about to see something? And thank God we saw something, but not from Durant. Oh, BT Dubs, the pillow's 30 bucks. Oh, good. Yeah. That's better. Um, so Leah is having issues with the pita chip guy. And I think that was the main catalyst to what transpired. Yeah, definitely. I mean, she posted kind of like a long thing on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I think maybe we should like read a little bit of because it like explains her headspace a bit and sure. I'll pull it up. You know, I have um, it ready. Um, it says hurricane season is here and tonight it's Hurricane Leah. I want to preface this episode by saying I went on this trip to Rhode Island not really wanting to even go. I don't even know the women that well at this point and I was already, I was in an already vulnerable mood. I wanted my sister there for support. She was also six months postpartum and looking forward to her first baby-free overnight trip. Moms, haven't we all been there? But enough about me. Tune in tonight for Ramona. Watch her get embarrassed by my bad behavior. Yes, you heard it right. The woman who defecates on a hotel room floor expects others to clean it up, who calls her own friends fat and tries to flex on Instagram during a pandemic is supposedly embarrassed that I got shit-faced, please. I think the last part about like the pandemic is really interesting because in past weeks, her and Ramona have been fine on like social. Mm -hmm. So I think we're seeing like, we're seeing like the classic housewives as they go through the season, starting to like disown each other in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to read Elise's comment on this post Yes, where she says, love you and love your sister. Glad we got to meet her. I made some mistakes on that trip, and you know I felt terrible terrible about it. Ramona told me to have her back, so I did. Big mistake, heart. Which is funny, because that's literally the cause of Barbara Kay's downfall last year. Mm-hmm. Like, blindly having Luann's back. Exactly. And then also Dorinda commented on Leah's post, which I think is interesting. It said, so well said. Yeah. Actually, she said, so well sad. <laughs> Yikes. And then you want to hear one more? Jackie Goldschneider? Yep. 
Love you, girlfriend. Can't wait to watch. Oh, wait. Do you want to hear one more? Sorry, this is my last one. You're a sicko, yeah. Dana from Vanderpump Rules oh saying, God, two sisters. baby girl, fuck yes, with fire emojis. Oh, my God. Okay. So, Leah was up to her old tricks again by first saying, Ramona, you look 25. <laughs> and then asking Ramona if her sister can come. How did you feel about that ask? Well, her posts made it seem like... Oh, maybe she posted something else somewhere else uh, about like wanting her sister to show up like on different occasions and Ramona kept telling her no or something. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I read that sh- this was not the first time she wanted her sister to show up. Totally. Um, and, okay, the asking, I don't, like, it's fine. Like, Ramona's brought her sister before, as we discussed. Like, mm-hmm. just Ramona likes to be in control. Well, it's also, like, this, like, thing with trips that they love to talk about. And it's going on, it's, it's trips, but also not trips, where it's, like, it's established that it's going to be, like, a girl's trip or, like, a girl's dinner and they get thrown off when anyone else is invited. And usually it happens like, so like the biggest example I can think of is season five when Reed Aviva's husband came along yeah, and Ramona and Sonia got pissed. But like, it also goes back to season one with like that, like girls dinner at Jill Zarin's house when Ramona got pissed when Simon came aboard. Yeah. But it's like, it's when it, when it is now a woman who's coming along for the ride, it's no longer, you can no longer use the excuse that like a man shifts the dynamic or whatever. Well, I think even more so like a husband is worse than a sibling. Yeah. In terms of shifting a dynamic. Exactly. It's like a sibling is like a friend. Yeah. So we, we got tons of shots of, the staff this episode starting with the driver and continuing with like the hotel staff Mm -hmm. dining staff that was a pleasure and they each got like when they went to their rooms they each got like someone to bring them to their rooms which is fun ramona's really trying to make oysters her thing this year it's like that's fine i love and i like to shoot an oyster but like i don't need 12 to myself in a sitting you know yeah, I I feel like I usually end up with three in terms of like, I'm usually sharing it with people. Well, yeah, that's my ideal state. My ideal state is going to eat with some people mm-hmm. and figuring out like things to bite on, what we're going to like have together as a table in taste. But Ramona's is like, no, I need 12 shooter, 12 oyster shooters down my throat stat i don't think she wants shooters i think she just wants oysters i was like sorry it was like a joke mm. oh okay now, i'll i i do say i do gotta say like the the ramona in me would like to like luxuriate and six oysters on my own one time yeah well you're you're famously kind of selfish well i mean the problem with like uh like an appetizer session not to bring it all back to the cheese is like Frequently, it involves cheese. So then I'm like, kind of just sitting there watching it happen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 
I guess that sucks for you. But <laughs> I guess so. Great for the rest. Great for the rest of us. Yeah, one less mouth to feed, huh? <laughs> so I do applaud the editors, producers of letting us meet Leah's sister in the prior episode, so that we have like a horse in the race. Yes, and then like true fans can spot her in the preview for the next episode. Yeah. Oh well, and the tra- the original trailer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're, so, we're there. We're, we're where? getting ready for the dinner. Well, I think it's like, this is an interesting look at behaviors. And like, when you come to a resort where like all of your friends, like you all decide to like go sit and have a cocktail and an appetizer. And then, the thing is, like, you're supposed to go back to your room, see your rooms, yada, yada, yada. And some people went one way and other people went the other way. It was kind of shocking that we got that whole montage of Leah drinking. Because mm-hmm. it would have been her with just the cameraman. Right. <laughs> Isn't that I mean, so weird? <laughs> I mean, she is a star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I wonder, like, where, where, while she's doing it, are she and the cameraman like shooting the shit? I kind of oh, think yes. Probably. Yeah. And we saw like, even at the dinner, we saw a little more like fourth wall breaking with like, like Ramona looked at the camera, like okay. to be like, what the fuck at times. And then we got like, when like Leah was doing like somersaults, like we got like some fourth wall breaking. Yeah. But yeah, I, I believe, I believe that Leah would be sitting there drinking and shooting the shit with the cameraman yeah. i believe that wholeheartedly for sure okay so the thing is leah asked ramona in the car and she says no there but then she says yes when they're hanging out at the bar like when they meet up with dorinda and like i'm sorry once you said yes then mm-hmm. like it's over because at that it- point she would have like told her sister and her sister would be making plans to be there tomorrow. And not for nothing, that's the point that uh, Elise makes later in the episode. But only after kind of telling Ramona she was right at first to tell her right, to not come. It's funny, like, the only one who's consistently saying the sister should come is Dorinda. Because, mm-hmm. like, Lou Luan- And Tins. Uh, yeah, and Tins, I got. Yeah, yeah, Tins, Tins, Tins. I forget, I forget about Tins. Like Luann and Elise and Sonia all like go back and forth themselves. Well, yeah, I mean, like with Luann and Sonia, it feels like they've been at this rodeo where like you don't invite people to these housewives girls trips without like telling yeah. people. So like that's the point. And I think Elise is just like trying to find her place. Yeah. Well, she's trying to be a soldier. <laughs> yeah. But then you can only be one for so for so long. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, it's like if if I last minute was going on a trip with friends and I last minute wanted to invite a sibling and my friend said no, I would be like, what the fuck? Like, are you kidding me? And like, there's obviously caveats. Like, it would be like if this trip was being paid for by someone or something like that, or like if the sibling needed to pay into a house or something... But like, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to like compare 
this television produced situation to like a real life situation? Cause like totally. in, what, in what world are you telling everyone your siblings coming tomorrow? Right. Exactly. Like I, don't, I don't think that that ever happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, like if, if we're, if we're comparing it to actual things that could happen, it's like, yeah, of course everyone's siblings would be invited. Hello. We're human beings. Yeah. I mean, but I wouldn't invite my siblings to something the day before. I might. That's a little weird. <laughs> like, I think I think there's a difference between, like, a trip or, like, drinks or dinner or something. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I get what you mean. But, like, the fit Ramona threw about it just, yeah. like, threw me off in, like, a huge way. Yeah. Okay, the dinner. It seemed a little chilly that night for them to be outside. <laughs> Ramona's it like did. in a parker. I mean, uh, and like, it, the dinner was crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, any situation where, like, two of the guests are showing up actively lit, Leah and Tinsley, and Tinsley was like, not as lit, but she was a little lit. Yeah. Is like not great. I mean, even Sonia, I think, showed up with her buzz. Yeah. But the the adding two shots to a drink that already has one shot mm-hmm. is aggress. Totally. Just ask for one more. <laughs> oh my god. Or just <laughs> like finish your drink. <laughs> yeah, just finish your drink and like have another one. Enjoy it and have another one. <laughs> It's like, it's wild. But it's like, for me, okay, how do you feel about, when I view Leah in these situations, I initially think she's acting. Like, I think it's like a put on thing. Yeah. At first. And then I realize like, when she's like, so she's like doing like fucking acrobatics in like this dinner field. Yeah. But then when she's, like, talking to Ramona, I'm like, oh, yeah, you're, like, slurring a little, but it's, like, not as bad as, like, other people in the show. So then I'm like, oh, okay, you are actually lit, not acting. Yeah. But then the other thing with her is she's able to articulate her, like, behavior and thought process a little bit better than the other women in her confessionals. And also, like, in the moment, she's able to explain it a little better than most people. Yeah. Versus <laughs> when Tinsley goes over to apologize to Dorinda, and Dorinda's just rambling about, <laughs> I don't even know. That was the scene where that was happening versus, like, and it was, like, cut between yeah. Leah doing her shit and Tinsley and Dorinda, like, trying to make amends was actual artwork that yeah. uh, should be framed in the loop. Well, it was like when there were two different fights going on when they were in Colombia. Yeah, but this one I thought was, like, better. Yeah. I don't know. The one in Colombia, I, I also, like, to see the fall of team friendship made me sad, so mm. I can't rewatch. Yeah, I know it's really hard for you. Are there housewives you can't... Are there housewives moments you can't rewatch or, like, drag race moments you can't rewatch? Because I can tell you mine. No. Okay, I can't rewatch any 
feud where I view Carol as being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that's like escapism. And then I can't rewatch the episode of season seven of Drag Race where um, Katya, like the the flight one where Katya's in the bottom. I can rewatch her lip sync because that was a really good lip sync. Mm. Wow. That's know, really sick. difficult for you. Oh, oh, six sad world. I do love like Leah calling Ramona her elder any chance she gets. Mom, I know. elder. <laughs> <laughs> that entire that entire scene was a bit too chaotic to even put into words on this podcast. I feel like it was like one of the most chaotic scenes in Housewives history. Yeah, and I, and what's weird is. We're at a lobster dinner, and you remember that scene from the trailer where Leah's ripping the lobster claws off of the lobster? Like, we're still going to get another Leah lobster moment. Mm-hmm. Wild. Well, because that's what you do in Newport. You yeah. eat lobster. Yeah, but, but that lobster moment's not going to be in Newport, the one from the trailer. Oh, true. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I mean, it's like, this is, obviously, like, there's aspects of this that's difficult to consume, but the next next morning was interesting of, like, making sense of it all. Yeah, and I will say one thing, and it might just be a feeling on my own, with Leah doing this and having this sort of break, to me, it's less dark than like when we see a Dorinda breakdown. Oh yeah. And I don't know what it, I don't know what it is. It's just like, might be a personal feeling, but like this to me was still watchable. Whereas like when like Dorinda, it's happening to Dorinda where she's like having one of her breakdowns. I just like can't. Yeah. Well, with Dorinda's is more, she's usually sad. She's either usually either sad or or angry. Mm-hmm. Leah's like a little bit angry, but more like a wild woman than like anger, anger. Totally. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, the next morning, Elise doing her Dorinda impersonation was the first time she finally popped on the screen. <laughs> I know. Truly. I think though, she's like. She's such a meddler with like other people. Mm, yeah. And she always wants to, she's one of those people who like goes around and is like always watching people and like point, pointing out their flaws. Mm. And it's fine, but her, her Dorinda impression was great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, we had Ramona going back to like her childhood again. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was interesting. And like Leah was actually ex- uh, taking that on versus Luann who was like, shut the fuck up, Ramona. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty much it. We got the preview for next weekend. Leah's sister does in fact arrive as we uh, saw in the original trailer. Well, I mean, only Hawkeye people would know that. Yeah, yeah. Um, The last little like bar though, like there was the scene of Ramona excluding Leah and Leah mm. calling it out. Yeah. And I feel like 
Leah's the rare younger housewife, a rare housewife who, when she calls Ramona out, it isn't, it's different than we've ever seen. And like Ramona almost, Ramona respects Leah. Like she has never respected another new housewife. All of them do. Yeah. It's wild. It's truly wild. And like, part of me is like, at the end of this, are we going to get like, is it going to be Leah's been doing like an acting gig with these women and like we're all outside of the joke or something like that? What do you mean? I Just like her behavior at that dinner was so psycho. Mm-hmm. But then like she recovers and is like respected by these women the next morning. And her behavior was psycho, but it wasn't like to me scary psycho. I don't know how to explain mm-hmm. it. Uh, I don't think it's put on because like, if you remember, and I know we try to like put this out of our memory so much, but like the the incident that we read about online with her. Oh, true. Yeah. Like she seems like someone who who goes buck wild. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. She's like a very interesting person to watch. And like, I get why everyone's kind of gravitated to her, especially during core. Because it's yeah. like... A new housewife who is so watchable. I'm so curious with this franchise more than any other one. Like, what's going to happen next year? Yeah, same. Not that I'm not that I like want something to change or needs to change, but I think it, something will change. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think they're going to just stick to what we're doing right now. Yeah. I think that they'll pry, they'll try to um, galvanize some more people around Leah, especially since Tinsley probably will be gone. Yeah. Unless Tinsley tries to be bi-coastal and one of the coasts being the Michigan Lake or whatever it's called. Exactly. Lake Michigan. Yeah, the Michigan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's wrap this up with the Freak of the Week and the One True Queen. Okay. So this week we have the Freak of the Week as Ramona Singer uh, (laughs) as part of an expose on Elisa's Instagram stories. She posted screenshots of a text conversation with Ramona where interestingly Ramona, (laughs) her image is like a cast photo from seven seasons ago. It's not even a cast photo. I can tell you exactly what it's from. Oh, the the wine photo? It's from the wine photo shoot that yeah. Ramona did that, like, there's so many images from. Yeah, no, it's not even actually from that. I'm wrong. It's from a true, it's from a true renewal photo shoot. <laughs> so, like, season three okay. vibes. Okay, so this is back, this is dating back to August. Ramona says, oh my God, the producer's loved to you tonight and of course so did i a bunch of heart emojis so wednesday you must come with or without reinhold you must come and then we fast forward a few weeks later to saturday september 7th hey they're filming with only eight people tonight so you're here you're in calm you're one of the eight is great the six of us jill zarin and you so come to my home 6 30 please confirm elise responded i'm on a boat Hopefully I can get there by 6.30. Not sure when we dock. Ramona says, then get off Sunset Beach. Where are you at? Your Sunset Beach. Ask. The show needs you. LOL. Elise says, my, my car is in SAG. They love you. Aw. Ramona's like 
gassing up her little soldier. Well, because she, like, I think that's, like, the play if you're a veteran and, like, you want somebody who's not going to overshadow you. Yeah. But you want, like, somebody who is maybe interesting to production. And Elise was interesting enough to production. Yeah. The most interesting part of that to me is the Jill Zarin. It's, like, was Jill Uh. Zarin supposed to be at the Hamptons house when Leah was throwing the tiki torches? Was she there and removed from all shots? possibility because she was in several shots last season and removed yeah they just like erased all mention of her maybe okay the speaking of new york housewives the one true queen this week alex and simon van campen (laughs) celebrating their 20 year marriage anniversary it just goes to show you love does win. Love does win. Uh, uh, 20 years. Wow. How old are the kids at this point? I would say... Um, Probably in, like in their teens. Yeah, teens. Like wow. 13, 14 maybe? No. Much older. Like late teens at this point, right? Yeah. Wow. Um, hope they're living a great life in Australia. And... That's it for this week, babies. Hope you're living a great life. That's it for this week. Um, first of all, donate to the Minnesota Freedom Fund if you can. Yeah. What else? Um, you could f- join the conversation over on Facebook at the Comfy Queen page. Mm-hmm. Follow Dan at IDK, IDK on Twitter. Follow me at not Brendan. Follow Come Through Queen at Come Through Queen. And we'll catch you next week, babies. Love, love us, love subscribe. us, love us, love us. Please retweet. Oh. Blast off to Chromata- Chromatica. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> we're like too excited to like board the ship right now. Rocket number nine. Take off to the planet. Bye guys. Bye. I wanna see ya. Come through, queen. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.